Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show about everything podcasting, from equipment to interview skills to monetization, everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, your usual host, and today I'm joined by another excellent podcaster, uh, and in fact much more than a podcaster, Mr. Chris Ducker. How are you doing, Chris? I'm very good, sir. Thank you for having me. Good, good. Uh, no, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you, Chris. Um, so if you're out there listening and you don't know who Chris is, then you must have been living under a rock. But I'll give you a quick little introduction just in case. Uh, Chris is the founder of Youpreneur. It can be found over at uh, chrisducker.com, youpreneur.com, and uh, an author as well, best-selling author of Virtual Freedom, uh, which you can find on Amazon, no worries at all. And these days, what you're, I mean, the most, the stuff we're really hearing about right now is the Youpreneur Summit, isn't it, Chris? Your event coming up in November. Yes, that is the big focus right now, <laughs> November 11 and 12 in London. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. great. So Youpreneur Summit is an event uh, that's on yeah November and bringing together a whole bunch of entrepreneurs, podcasters, con- uh, content creators. Uh, really looking forward to it. Delighted to be speaking there as well. Um, I think the, the early bird price is finishing this Sunday, is that right? I think I'm going to get this out on Thursday, so we should be in time to actually get some people in in the last uh, early bird price. It's Sunday, is that right? It is July 2. Uh, that's when it July all two. wraps up in terms of the current pricing. We'll still have some tickets available for a while, I think, after that. Cool. Although, yeah. we're, I believe we're at about 78% sold out at last count. Ah, so, perfect. not too Excellent. many more floating around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And by Great. the way, it's a pleasure to have you with us. I can't wait to see you uh, <laughs> working magic on the stage. Yeah, and no, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. The fact it's, uh, it's a talk I've not done before as well. So, uh, and it's a topic mm. that I love talking about, but I haven't stood on stage and talked about, which is uh, goal setting, goal achieving, basically a, a big bunch of planning and productivity tips. So, yeah, looking forward so to it. So, you're putting, you're putting absolutely no pressure on yourself at all, are you? I mean, <laughs> no, you're talking no, about no. the big stage at the Queen Elizabeth Convention yes, Center, and indeed. you've never done the talk before. So, this no, is going to be no. great. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's what we thrive on. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. So pop over to, if you want to see that, youpreneursummit.com and you'll see Chris's event. Uh, but to get to the topic of today, what I wanted mm. to get Chris on to talk about was personal branding. That's really your, I mean, I don't, I don't remember back in the day, I first started following you back, Chris, when you were uh, sort of the virtual assistant guy. You were talking about virtual assistants and really building mm. virtual teams. But these days you've more, much more into, would you say, is personal branding your kind of focus or is it wider than that now even? Well, I mean, I will say that I still feel like I am the VA guy. Okay. I, you know, yeah. obviously I've, I've got a best-selling book on the subject. Yeah. I've got probably yeah. well over 200 podcasts on the subject. So, yeah. And obviously I have no problems blowing my own trumpet when it comes to that <laughs> stuff. I mean, look, the, the, the fact is that you know, I, I, I built my, my, my own personal brand based mm-hmm. around my expertise of outsourcing delegation and team building mm-hmm. taking on board virtual staff right so i'm still the va guy um, i still <laughs> run outsourcing businesses as you well know as well yeah, so yeah. but you know i think what happened was as time kind of went by over the last seven eight years particularly since sort of 2014 when the book came out people started to look towards me as somebody who had gotten the traditional publishing deal gotten the Mm -hmm. best-selling book out of it launched a speaking career from it um was getting paid silly money for coaching and consulting and all this sort of type of thing and so that kind of personal brand element started to come out and i i I literally I, i got asked to present at the beginning of 2014 at an event 
in Las Vegas on the subject of building a profitable personal brand. And that was Mm -hmm. the first time that I'd ever spoken about the subject um, really properly. Um, And it was it was rated as one of the highest rated sessions of, of the event itself. And it actually ended up being that keynote ended up being my most requested and booked keynote since I've done it yeah, 30 yeah. times around the world since. So I think what happened was as a direct result of building my own personal brand, people started to come to me for, you know, strategies and tactics on how yeah, to do it for yeah. themselves. And so the personal brand kind of element of the business just kind of morphed itself a little bit. But yeah. ultimately what I like to think I do now is genuinely help people become the go-to source in their industry, not necessarily yeah build the personal brand, but become the go-to expert, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that segues well into the kind of the main questions I want to ask around this, because a lot of the people that we work with these days, they're, there's, there's a big bunch, there's a big contingency of solo entrepreneurs who do podcasts. It's a great, it's a great thing for them because you, you build your own personal brand and that, that makes a lot of sense to build a, build a personal brand around it, obviously, when mm-hmm. it's just you. Um, but there's another contingency, a pretty significant number of people who are starting to think about using podcasting to grow a small business with a team. So with five, 10, 15, even more, uh, more staff than that, even up to big companies as well. And it's, there's a balance then in around, you know, the personal brand of the host and the business itself. So this is what mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of dig into today. I mean, it's the host really that makes the show work. Um, but it's, and the, and often it's the host that's the personality that per, they become famous. So wh- I mean, how do you think about, how would you think about starting to build a podcast in a small business um, in terms of balancing the personal brand with the business brand? Well, if it's a small business and it's not too large, then, you know, very possibly the person that should be hosting the show is probably the owner of the business or at the very at the very least a partner in the business or a shareholder in the business. And I think at that point, there's less friction, right, um, in terms of the idea of, oh, this employee is going to become famous on iTunes. He's going to potentially maybe get offered. Somebody might try yeah, and yeah. steal him away from us or get headhunted or whatever term you want to use. Um, and, you know, the fact is actually that that is a very big possibility. Let's not yeah. beat around the bush on the subject. It's a big possibility that somebody who is an employee that could potentially build a podcast based around your business, your services, your products, the clients that you want to serve and sell to could potentially end up getting poached. Um, but that being said, and I'm a big, big believer of, of Richard Branson's philosophy on, you know, training people, managing people having people work with them, surrounding yourself with the best, you know, the best people around you. And and he said not so long ago in an interview, and I'm paraphrasing potentially a little bit here, but I remember him saying something along the lines of you've got to train people so well that they could leave tomorrow, <laughs> but you've got to treat them so well that they never want to. And I love that. And that's the way that I've built my businesses now. And I think genuinely – that philosophy alone has got a lot to do with the fact that I'm now got what 480 full-time employees yeah. and you know and a big 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 company so i think that you know there is that a little bit of friction 
when you think of potentially having an employee uh, be the host of the podcast mm. for you. Um, but I think ultimately, if one of the owners or one of the uh, the shareholders or the partners or whatever doesn't want to be in the limelight per se, if you want to start a podcast, you kind of don't have any other option <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah. it's uh, it's either you go with an employee or you don't start one it's that simple yes, so indeed. you know there's always going to be that risk but the big question is can you afford not to get involved with podcasting nowadays yeah. as a small yeah. business i don't think you can regardless of what industry you're in so you either do it yourself or you get somebody to do it for you how would you how would you go about say say within your 400 odd employees how would you go about um choosing uh some hosts for a show uh if you oh, were to start a lot one of for yourself <laughs> I, i'd have so much fun with that with my team as well obviously they kind of they understand the kind of person that i am and they know how i've built our businesses yeah. so they would you know they would maybe have a little bit of a hop and a skip on 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 you know a, a business uh that maybe perhaps isn't as active online uh particularly with podcasting as i've been over the last what seven years now but mm-hmm. i think i you know ultimately i'd hold auditions i'd make some fun out of it i put a prize up for grabs um i tell people that they've got to you know they've got two minutes to record uh, as high a quality you know audio recording as they possibly can on their own in their own way let's see how resourceful they can get um and and you know tell them to blow me away with just how great of an intro they can do for a show based on abc company in xyz industry um and you know like with anything else you know it's it's a sales job at the end of the day. You've got to sell with benefits and features and you've got to talk about how great the show is and why you need to subscribe and review and rate the show and do all that stuff. But yeah, ultimately I'd I'd hold some auditions, man. I mean I would uh I'd have a lot of fun with that. I really would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do you think there is any top uh skill or attribute for a great um host of a show like that? Well, I think that a good host is pretty much always, and I say pretty much, maybe sometimes not depending on the host, but I think that pretty much always a good host is somebody who can listen more than they can talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm a chatty guy. So I I also find myself every now and then on my show, particularly when I'm interviewing people, because 99% of the time when I'm when I've got somebody on Youpreneur FM it it's somebody I know like I've got a relationship with them already in place and so I I put, I have to pull myself back from time to time um and I'm aware of that and I think some people who are chatty and quite outgoing um sometimes are maybe not so aware of that <laughs> it can go against <laughs> them a little bit uh, but yeah. I think a good host a good host genuinely can listen more than they can talk um, and they also, above and beyond everything else, have got to respect the time that the listener is investing to tune into the show and understand that they can't just put any old fluff out. You've got to get the meat and the bones, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's one thing we talk to people all the time about, actually, is not being afraid to throw out content, being really proud of the stuff you put out every single time. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They just kind of churn it out week in, week out. And it's they let stuff go that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, I think pretty much every good podcaster, great podcaster today can put their hand up and say, yeah, I've done that because we have all done it. We have all put fluff out uh, just to keep things moving, just to keep the consistency numbers there. Uh, But if we are good 
if we are great, then we've noticed that those episodes are not well received. And mm. uh, we can clearly see the correlation between us putting fluff out and not getting any shares and comments and reviews and maybe even downloads being numbers, you know, being, uh, download numbers being bad. So I think, you know, we, we're smart enough to realize it and it stops pretty quickly. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You know, it, it's like any other piece of content on, on the internet, podcast, video, blog post, infographic, whatever the case may be, it, you'll, you'll find just as many horrible ones and you will do great ones. <laughs> but the difference is, uh, you know, the great ones tend to stick around a little longer. Yeah, yeah, just regularity. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the the balance between, so this is the other thing that we often get people struggling with when it's a, especially an established brand, uh, is the balance or how they name the show almost or how prevalent the company brand is on the show branding and whether it needs to be entirely separate. So an example is uh, a solicitor we worked with recently who's, so uh, listeners know we're based in Scotland. There's a solicitor company that we worked with that are pretty well known around the whole of Scotland. They've got bases in most of the cities here and they wanted to start a show, but they didn't want to have their company name on the front of the show, on the show branding. And I was kind of, there was a bit of back and forth. There was no real right answer really. How, I mean, how would you think about that, Chris? What would you what balance would you have between, you know, the company brand, the worry that you put the company brand on there and it suddenly looks like it's just going to be a sales message. So Mm. nobody's going to subscribe. Whereas if you don't put it anywhere, you're not getting enough value out of it to make it worth it. What's the, what's the balance there? I, you know, it's a really good question and I don't think there's any right or wrong answer for any company or industry. I think it really depends on the type of business, the type of, uh, you know, listenership or viewership that they're going after. I think in this case, your client was probably right uh, not to have or want to have their name um, in the show title uh, of, of the podcast itself. Because ultimately, I think that, you know, I mean, solicitors, you know, you either love them or hate them kind of thing, right? It's it's kind of one <laughs> yeah. of those things. And and, and I think they, they, you know, I work with, I've worked with a whole bunch of solicitors and lawyers and attorneys in my life. And I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to do half the things I've done in, you know, property and business and acquisitions and all the rest of it without them. So they, they yeah. serve a great yeah. purpose. But I think the general consensus is that they they kind of get paid for not really doing a whole lot and they get overpaid <laughs> a lot of the time, right? So um, I don't mind not listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love them. I love a good solicitor. So yeah. I, I think it's wise in that industry to yeah. put out a show instead of, you know, if there are, if, for example, if they're a solicitor for small business owners um, and their names are, you know, ABC Incorporated, mm-hmm. they're way more likely to get more hits, more views, more search results, more listens, more subscribers by naming the show Small Business Legal Help or something along those lines rather than their company name. So I think in this case, they probably decided to do the right thing, but it really does depend, you know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's not a one size fits all, but yeah, I totally agree. I think it's down to name it something around the purpose of the show, the benefit people are going to get from it. And then, you know, you're going to speak about the company as you're going about the normal business of the show without saying a business, without saying the sales. Right right at the top of the show, you could quite easily say, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the smart small business, you know, legal show is brought to you by blah, 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 solicitors who can help with, I mean, that's absolutely fine to do that. That's no problems at all. 
Yeah, I find almost the best way to do it actually is uh, is the examples, isn't it? Like, in fact, I just realised I've done it already. When we talked about working with that solicitor, so I've mentioned a service we do in a really natural way, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they can talk about that. So they're talking about that series was actually about how to fire staff. <laughs> so they were talking about how they do it and how they've helped clients. So they talked about the services they offered, but in a really, really transparent, easy, non salesy way. So it worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. So, um, what do you think about the the sort of current influx of branded podcasts, as in shows that have been produced by a podcasting company or production company for a bigger brand? Um, an example being, you mentioned Richard Branson. So the Virgin are doing the venture with Gimlet Media. So Gimlet Media are the production company making it for Virgin. How, what are your thoughts on that approach? Well, I mean, I've not heard of that show. Is it is it known as a Virgin podcast? I'm yeah, assuming so heavily it, it is. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a show, and it's happening a, a fair bit around the podcasting community just now, where good producers. Like, I mean, we could do it. We we would actually. So that um, that solicitors one, they recorded it, they produced it. It was their staff on the show. But more and more these days, a company like that might come to somebody like us and say, "Right, we want you to make a show," and we would produce it. We'd be the hosts. We'd research it, and they would just simply pay us a fee and Mm. basically be the prime sponsor i think it's great i think it's a great idea i think that you know if you either a don't have the capacity to produce the show Mm -hmm. uh or b just can't be bothered to deal with it um (laughs) but you've got the content you've got the know-how you've got you know a great idea and you want to get it out there into the world as a podcast i think it's a fantastic idea to have somebody to come in and produce it for you um as long as the you know as long as the financial commitment is doable for you um i think it's a great idea i mean i would i would personally rather do that than not have a podcast at all particularly in 2017 and beyond so I, i think i think it's a great thing for the industry not to mention the fact obviously that um you know, po- podcast is the new, I mean, honestly, it is the new radio. I don't listen to the radio anymore. I either listen to yeah. music and albums and playlists on my iPhone or I listen mm-hmm. to podcasts if I want a conversation or to hear a conversation or, or whatever. So I think, you know, the better the quality of the podcasts, the better for the industry as a whole as well. Let's yeah, not forget yeah. that. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Wait, let's talk about your podcast for a little while. What, uh, when did you start your show again? So I've been podcasting since April 2010. Great. But I have gone through a few morphs over the years. (laughs) Um, So the first show was entitled Virtual Business Lifestyle. And we went, I think, I believe we went up to 100 episodes with that show. And I Mm -hmm. finished it up because I decided after that that I was going to be focusing more on my personal brand. And so um, at the time, the term new business, uh, we're talking about 2000 2000, late 2012. Yeah. So at the time, the term new business was real hot. Everyone yeah, was talking about yeah. new business, new ways of doing business and everything. So we yeah. went ahead and we, we put together the new business podcast, which launched and did very, very well. But then again, we, we actually took that show and we morphed it into the now current Youpreneur FM. And we're now up to 230 or so episodes yeah, on that. It's yeah. a weekly show. Um, yeah. And it's a combination of interviews with experts. So you've been on the show yourself before, obviously. Uh, yeah. And then solo shows with me where I might just sometimes I'll rant for five minutes and sometimes yeah. – 
you know, I'll go on for a lot longer. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's a combination of, of interviews and solo shows. And yeah. it's one of my favorite things to do from a content creation perspective, without a doubt. Yeah, I think it's a great example of why personal branding is so important, actually, because like you say, you've morphed it in terms of the content, in terms of the yes. focus over the years. But it's always been it's always been you. It's always been oh, yeah. you've retained that audience because it's been based around your personal brand, hasn't it? Yeah. And, and obviously we've had spinoff shows as well. You know, we have the Virtual Freedom podcast, which is what yeah. I call a nano podcast where we have we limited it to 25 episodes. We took it out there and said, there's going to be 25 of these. We're launching them all at once. Go ahead and binge on them Netflix style. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had the one day business breakthrough with Pat Flynn from smart passive income. We've just <laughs> launched the second season of that. The third season is already in the can that will come out later in the year. Yeah. So yeah. I think just podcasting as a whole, as you clearly pointed out, it doesn't really matter what you call the show. Um, yeah. You know, you can morph, you can change, you can pivot. Pivoting is part of business. It's part of life. Yeah. If you're not moving and changing things up on a regular basis, then you're going to get stuck where you are. You know, I, I don't know what great philosopher once said, um, if you don't like where you are, move you're not a tree i love that <laughs> quote i have no idea who said it but i must research and find out because i gotta buy the guy a beer whoever it yeah. is because i just think it's fantastic if you're not feeling something if you're not yeah. enjoying something anymore then move on to something else but like you said if you've got the audience with you they'll continue on with you because yeah. you're their favorite yeah. whatever it is you know what i mean yeah yeah, excellent. I, I mean, I I think you've uh, you you talked about that at CMA actually at uh, Content Marketing Academy last uh, um, month about being yeah somebody's favorite person, which yes. is great. I think that's a really good definition of personal branding. It is. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, you've obviously got a lot of benefit out of podcasting over the years if you've kept it going that way you're pivoting obviously to change topic but um, I'm assuming you've got plenty of you know you, you've grown a massive audience around this what, what's um, what's one thing let's just finish up with one question around what's one thing that you have got from podcasting that surprised you that wasn't just the sort of standard stuff hmm, that's a good question I don't know whether it surprised me um it takes a lot to surprise me. I'm an old man now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Experienced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think more than being surprised, I was, I guess, pro probably pleasantly surprised um, because of the relationships that I've built mm -hmm. out of podcasting with the people that I have had come on to my show or the people that invited me to come on to their show as a guest expert or, or whatever. And those relationships, I mean, there are many, many people all literally all around the world that I've become friends with, some of which I've become very, very close friends with, and some of which I've become business associates with, mm -hmm. all out of podcasting for the last seven and a half years. Um, and that's why it will never be removed from my content strategy it will always be front and center and uh, i might morph i might change i might break off and do other little mini shows here and there but ultimately um i will always uh produce a, a podcast and 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 kind of identify myself as a podcaster amongst other things because it's just been so good to me on the relationship side of thing if nothing else 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know it's it's the bit that it's the secondary benefit of podcasting that people often underestimate, isn't it? Just yes. that network building. The fact that you can just talk to any random people and suck their brains dry for an hour on everything that they know. It's just uh, well, it's so valuable. Was, <laughs> hey, that 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 was the reason why, and I, I've talked about this on shows and even on stage. That was the reason why, very selfishly, I started a podcast in the first place because. Yeah. I wanted all of the knowledge and the wisdom and, and the experience from all these gurus and experts out there, but I had yeah. no way. I couldn't just email them and ask them a whole bunch of questions via email. So I start a show, and before you know what's happening, you know, I'm interviewing some of the biggest names in the industry. And I'm yeah. like, holy moly, they've got a new book out. I'm going to email them. Yep. I get a yes, and now I'm hanging out with Gary Vee. You know, yep, or I'm hanging yep. out with Joe Polizzi or, or Jay Beer or Michael Heyer or, you know, a whole bunch of other people, which in the online business industry, uh, you know, they're huge, huge names. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. relationships have, have just been really one massive, massive byproduct of, of yeah. creating and, and running a show. And obviously it's, it's brought in business as well as a direct effect. too. Yeah, perfect. Well, Chris, it's been a pleasure to get you on. Thanks for all the advice. My pleasure, sir. Always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So if you're out there listening, you want to follow up on this, go and visit chrisducker.com for Chris's main content. Go to youpreneur.com to check out the excellent Youpreneur community. I'm a member of it. Absolutely brilliant group of people in there. Just so supportive, so helpful. Youpreneur.com that is. And if you want to go and check out the summit, go to youpreneursummit.com. Like we said, early bird prices finish on Sunday, but you'll be able to get a ticket beyond that um, and uh, and hopefully see you there for um, for my talk and many other good ones as well um, and finally Chris what's your kind of uh, what's your is Twitter your yours that's your favorite social these days isn't it is that right I love Twitter I like it yeah. because it's instant it's easy it's fast and it's very very mobile so yeah, yeah. if anybody wants to uh, fire any questions at me or whatever they can do so just at Chris Ducker on yeah. Twitter and I'm actually I'm enjoying the uh, the Ducker Zone videos too you can get get Chris over at youtube.com forward slash Chris Ducker is that is that a big part of your social going forward too it's, I don't know, to be honest yeah. with you. I'm playing okay. around with it a little bit. We've got, I think we put 14 yeah. um, videos in the can and we're kind of yeah. launching them now week by week. We'll see how it goes. I, I, I'm never married to anything um, <laughs> until I've dated it for quite some time. And so <laughs> I, you know, I enjoy creating content um, on video. I think it's a great platform and obviously it truly is the way things are, are moving forward. Um, but I don't know whether I want to do that direct to camera content um, in the style that I've done with Ducker Zone forever. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it for what it was, and we'll see what the feedback is by the time we run it for a few months. But uh, yeah, definitely more video, but maybe not that. I might just tweak it a little bit and make a few changes. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, well, go and check out youtube.com forward slash Chris Ducker for current ones anyway. I've enjoyed the last few videos, so it's worth a look. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your week, and thanks again, Chris, for coming on. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it was my pleasure, mate. Anytime. Cheers. Cheers.